Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name, his bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you for listening in and showing your love and support to our show. A defining moment is a moment you define or the moment defines you. The world needs to hear about your defining moment. We learn from it. We draw inspiration from it. We cry with you. We laugh with you. We celebrate you. This podcast is your platform to capture and share your story, a story that will build bonds within your family as well as your community. When you share stories, we all gain a better appreciation for the unique people around us that we would not normally converse with. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your neighbor, said hi to a total stranger, or even hugged a friend? Be interested in others. Be a good listener. Have that deep, meaningful conversation. Join the conversation. This is Defining Moments Podcast, episode 30. Either you're listening to it or you're watching it. When I see you watching it, we're on YouTube now. So if you search for Defining Moments Podcast on YouTube, check us out. This episode is really, really awesome. It's with the director of team operations and a team administrator. Two job titles, one person. More importantly, his name is Pork Farrell. We take a deep dive into Pork's life, his family. How does he actually really look at soccer? How does he want to be remembered? What are some of his setbacks? How does he appreciate life? And what does chasing greatness mean to Pork? Pork, Beryl, I appreciate you, brother, man. Love you. Yeah. Okay, so before we start this, when you're ready, I need you to do a loud one clap. Okay. Because this one clap ties my audio in my video, syncs it all together. Gotcha. Some audio gurus told me that. They say, it sounds yeah. cheesy, but... I actually have heard, heard of this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember where. I might have did something that I had to do the same thing. Yeah. Or I've just seen it. One of the two. Okay. So... <laughs> so whenever you're ready. Is that clap good enough? <laughs> there we go. I like it, man. Thank you. Welcome back to the Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today in the house, we have Pork... Farrell from the Oklahoma City Energy, man. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Oh, man. 
first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing brilliant. Yeah? How are you? Great, man. Mom yeah. and dad, family, sister doing all right? Everybody's doing well. Everybody's healthy and happy and that I know of anyway, unless they're not telling me. And so I can only assume that no news is good news. So That's um, what they say. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think everybody's doing pretty good. So <laughs> A few months ago, back, let's push this back all the way to, I believe is October. And I've been following you on Twitter for a little over a year now. And I saw a post. The energy had tied a match here at Taft Stamler, the last match of the last season. Yeah, it was uh, Sacramento, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And the next morning, you guys found out that um, you've been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Your tweet, and I'm going to paraphrase the tweet, it's along the lines of, well, We've been eliminated from the playoffs. However, the lads are still out here smashing it at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I read that tweet. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I resonate with that because I feel like just because you're not getting into the playoffs or just that level, that doesn't mean you stop the grind. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts and why did you fire that off? So um, I think a lot of it has to do with the culture and philosophy of, of the staff. Um, you know, obviously we had a difficult start to last season uh as a club and um we at i want to say maybe halfway through the year i don't want to say realize or recognize or anything like that but um you know in soccer you know it, it what i found out and what i've learned this year is that it's an 18 month season so come yeah. halfway you're, you're already planning for the following season yeah so um i think in order to to kind of push the whole you know, positive energy and positive vibe is that, you know what, nothing changed. We're every, every team, no matter whether you're winning or you're losing is it's what's coming next. What are we preparing for now? Because the, the challenge now changes. So, um, you know, the challenge we were, we had been eliminated and now the new challenge was, okay, how can we get ready for next season again? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that's going to be the big one. But, um, I also, I also think, you know, maybe potentially, uh, being eliminated from playoffs, um, there's other teams or clubs that, you know, might just start mailing it in and oh, we only have three matches left and that sort of, yeah. but it was not the case with us. We were back at the training center at 7am getting ready for the day. Nothing changed. It was like, we already knew at the end of the day that we were preparing anyway for yeah. the next challenge and which was the next match. And then you're, you're essentially setting the tone of going into the next season already. So it yeah. was, uh, I think it was more of a, a shout out to those guys, the, the coaching staff and, and. Uh, Ian and um, who's the equipment manager and just saying like it's brilliant to see that you know it never it didn't end yeah you know yeah. so it was good yeah that, absolutely and I really enjoyed that tweet and so I don't know if you keep up with American football NFL yeah. the New England Patriots coach Belichick was interviewed after a Super Bowl he won a few years ago and he's like hey how did the report asked him how it felt he's like it feels good but I feel like we're behind and the reporter's like what do you mean he's like because other teams have already prepared for next season, yeah. and we're sitting here, we just won the Super Bowl, so yeah. we're behind four or five weeks. Yeah, That's the exact mentality that you just stated. So I was yeah. like, man, we got a little Belichick here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all Belichicks, then, if that's the yeah. case. We're yeah. all our own people, but I mean, the other one with Bill Belichick, I think there was, uh, they were preparing for the Super Bowl. And he was interviewed, you know, what are you, what are you looking forward to the most? And he just goes, I'm, I'm looking forward to a good practice today. Yeah. Like, and that was it. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, obviously his success speaks for itself, you know? And that was actually, weirdly enough, that's something I remember us chatting about where being 
eliminated from the playoff part of the season, uh, we do get a jump start on all those teams who are preparing for matches. Yeah. And we're no longer preparing for matches. And it's like we get a month head start of anybody who makes the final, you know? Right, right. Um, But if you you live in the mindset that every season's an 18-month season, you're never not prepared for the following season, you know, because yeah, you're absolutely. doing this the last six months, you're already working on the, the following season. So like we're already discussing next season yeah. and we've not even started this season. We're right. already discussing things we want to do next year. That's going to make it better. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's the atmosphere and that's the culture we have, which is brilliant. I love it. Cause then you always feel like you're challenged for something else. So yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. The phrase, no finish line is stands true with you guys. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. You're the team. Uh, the team director of team operations yeah. and the team administrator and you're also known as the the hype man <laughs> so we'll take the first two director of team operations and team administrator what what exactly does the team admin do um i just i just covered like a, a large variety of roles and they just give the title of that so um as a team admin Generally, it's the liaison between the the, the club and the league mm-hmm. uh, itself. So, like roster submissions and um, uh, registration for players, and yeah. and then you um, you're interacting with like other teams that like if you're traveling, then you say like, oh, we need training session at this time if possible, and yeah. and that's or and when they come to Oklahoma, just helping them with that right. as well. Um, but that kind of then just starts to overlap into what would you say is director of team operations which you're doing like the scheduling and the mm-hmm. travel and the flights and the hotels and the meals and uh player appearances and you know you help with strategy of marketing at times and you help with strategy of uh operations and you know you kind of just connect the team itself to mm-hmm. the entire club you're like the link in it um so that, yeah that's what that's what i do it sounds like a lot of responsibility man yeah, I don't know why they still they still pay me to do it. To be fair, because <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy it so much. Yeah, well, I mean, I love it so much, but right. I mean, it's a lot of responsibility to pass on to to a person. Uh, I think I do a pretty decent job of it, so um, you know, they rewarded me by keeping me. So yeah, well, when you say decent, I I'm confused because decent sounds like yeah, I do an okay job. For me, I think it's a phenomenal job, and I've asked a couple of the uh, players about you and. They even asked the head coach about you. So I asked them to describe you, and they've used words such as amazing, selfless, legendary, uh, the positive energy bus driver. Phrases like that have come from the the lads, if you will, that play on the team and from the head coach. So, I mean, hats off to you. Well, I appreciate it. They're just nice to me. That's yeah. what it is. I pay well, them. That's why. <laughs> well, nice is one thing. However, I do feel like they're authentic and genuine when they say that about you. Yeah. Man. I appreciate them very much. I mean, I, I mean, it's like anything else. I just feel like I do the job that's respo- I'm responsible for, and yeah. I do it to the best of my ability. And it just happens to be a job that I enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even call it a job; it's just a responsibility that I enjoy. You yeah. know, it's a, uh, it's fun when you get to, just hang out with professional soccer players, and you just help them, to be able to hopefully perform on the field as best you can. So right. I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So your duties. Are scheduling and linking the club to USL, etc. With that being said, there are other things you do outside of just your day-to-day job. And I'll take myself for example, as you've met me several times throughout the day, especially six o'clock, six fifteen in the morning for an early coffee just to catch up. 
So I will tell you that I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to just link up with me and have a cup of coffee and enjoy a conversation or even fire back a, a text or a tweet, man. I definitely appreciate that about you. I love it. So much. like, I mean, it's, it's positive energy. Just keeps going back and forth. And I yeah. know every time we meet up, it's a great discussion and it makes me feel energized for either the day or the week or, or whatever, knowing that, you know, you have a profound impact on me and hopefully I have the same to you to, Absolutely. to also, you know, just create a good, another positive energy vibe for the day. You yeah. Know? So it's living on a good vibration wavelength to you know, achieve success regardless of what it is, you know, so I, I like get a good that. energy from it. So I enjoy it. I yeah. love it. Your positive energy. Let's talk about when I'm sure that your job gets stressful sometimes. Let's say a scheduling conflict. Let's yeah. say you have a bus scheduled and the buses aren't coming in or bus breaks down. So how do you deal with a stressed level event like that? Um, I don't know. I think I just internalize it all. Yeah. Um, I try my best not to display it. I'm mm -hmm. sure there's times where there, there are moments, there's certain players who can pick up on me when I'm like, I'm kind of stressed and there's certain <laughs> people who can and they yeah. poke fun at me, but they'll know when it's like a, a, a very serious matter or whatever. Um, uh, but you know, I just, I try to eliminate all the stress by just being over communicative with like all the buses and airline yeah. people and hotel staff and everything. Like I just try to eliminate all of, all of those stresses. I stress myself in order to like, make sure I'm on top of that yeah. to then when it comes through, I'm not stressed. Yeah. Um, now obviously there's always, there's always certain issues. Like, uh, we were coming back from, I think it was RGV. Yeah, it was RGV and like the plane would end up being delayed like two, three hours, but then we were going to miss our connecting flight. And then, mm -hmm. um, they didn't have what, it, what, what wound up happening is me standing in line waiting to talk to the airline people. And, you know, like people are, are worried about getting home and you know, how are they going to fit 24 people on a flight and like mm -hmm. that sort. And you just have to figure it out and just, I just deal with it. And, um, I just know that it's important to make other people feel as less at least amount of stress as possible so yeah i just internalize most of it yeah. um but again i just i'm so over over or just on top of most of my jobs that the i eliminate the possibility for error yeah. as best i can obviously yeah. you can't rely on everybody but uh, some people <laughs> may make mistakes or some people um you know maybe get something wrong that's yeah. that i planned out to to be right i guess if you want to say that like mm -hmm. we might get to a hotel and let's say they have a rooming list that's old and not the new rooming list and you know we get to typically what will happen is like the players will have all their hotel keys there and whatnot and grab their keys and go to the meal room or whatever and let's say they're not prepared the hotel well it'll be like no worries lads the the keys will be in the in the meal room in five yeah. minutes so they'll kind of just go there while i'm handling the situation to make sure everything's all right or correct the situation yeah um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just manage, uh, my job well enough. I think that I try to eliminate all the potential big stressors. Yeah. The little ones, the day-to-day -day nuances or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to happen. Man. You just get used to them. Yeah. Are you on the training grounds with the, the team when they're training? Um, not when they're training. So typically what'll happen is I'll get to the training ground around seven with the other staff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it will be like help set up breakfast or, um, you know, just hang out and we might, we'll have a meeting by seven thirty, and 
just chat about, you know, what the day looks like or what the week looks like or what the next match looks like or whatever schedule is coming up. So we'll chat about that. And then the guys will start rolling in around 8.15, 8.30. And then mm-hmm. from 8.30 to 10 o'clock, I just chat with the guys and yeah. hang out and make sure everything's okay. And um, I'm a biggest, like the biggest rubbish talker. So I just make fun of guys and uh, make them laugh and get them going for the day or whatever. And then once training starts, I leave. Yeah. Um, I'll usually go to a coffee shop and get the work done that needs to be done in whatever the next match is or mm-hmm. food or whatever it is. And then I'll go pick up food, bring it back to the training ground for the end of the session. Um, on the road, I'll uh, I'll watch training. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I jump in in like the rondos and body yeah. twos and hang out or chat with Steve. And Steve will like teach me something about if he's coaching a point or whatever, he'll like talk to me about it and yeah. and that sort so i feel I, re- I feel really connected with with the stuff on the field anyway so um yeah. without being there as much it's yeah. unfortunate because i do enjoy uh the training aspect and and you can learn so much from players and you can learn so much from coaches and and whatnot i just don't get the opportunity as much but that's okay yeah so. well the, uh, from what i understand the relationship of the team man or team administrator to the team respectively, the club, and then the link to USL is, is super important from what Coach from what Coach Cook has mentioned to me several times and talking about yourself, how committed you are and how fortunate he feels that to have a hype man like yourself going yeah. on to recruiting, picking up players, taking players, food. It's important and it's a little things. Yeah. That I feel like makes a, the biggest impact on. Yeah, it is. Really, every, everything's in the details. Yeah. You know, you just, I, I, again, I just look at it. I get to hang out with a new person or a person uh-huh. I like, and, and that's it. Like, I don't look at it as a, as a job. It's yeah. Just, I get to go, oh, need to go get food. And then when I bring the food, I have a 15 minute chat with somebody, yeah. you know? So I think yeah. it's enjoyable. So, right on, man. So, obviously, you know that I am on Twitter and social media, and I went back to a tweet that you had a few months ago. Maybe it's probably about a couple months ago, but you tweeted something about, Roy and Connor. So my thought is probably Roy Keane and Conor McGregor. Yeah. Talk about them being heroes. Yeah. Conor McGregor is obviously the UFC and Roy Keane played uh, for Ireland yeah. and Manchester United, big time player. And he talked about them being heroes. Well, during that conversation, your dad also said that you've been one of the biggest influences, greatest influences in the family's life. What are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah. I mean, it was. I remember when he said it and like um there was a weird feeling honestly mm-hmm. with inside me because uh obviously I look at them as massive inspirations and I talk about how much I talk about them and how much success they've had um you know and and when he kind of said that back to me um that you know I've been in inspiration as well that was uh it was pretty cool to it was a cool feeling yeah. um but cuz most of my life I've I've I don't know what the right word is. Most of my life, I've justified the things I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so like moving around and traveling around and trying to get the right job and trying to get to the right opportunities and the right experiences and and living the way I've lived uh, because they've done it. They moved from a, a country to a new country right. um, in order to make it successful for them. So I looked at that as an inspiration to me. Like I can't settle. I can't stop. I could, but I'm not going to enjoy life that way. Um, so I remember when I initially left Pennsylvania and like took a job opportunity in New Mexico, 
I was just like, this is awesome. And like, I'm going away, I'm going on my own and, and whatnot. And like, uh, you know, there was difficult things that I had and sacrifices that I had to do in order to, to get to where I am today. But um, they're the massive inspirations because they do it. They do it every yeah. day, they live it. So yeah, I'm inspired by them. And if in turn, I inspire them as well, that's, that's I guess the most important thing, so. Yeah, absolutely. You say your parents are or are immigrants. Mm -hmm. Where were they from originally? They were born in Ireland. Born in Ireland. Uh, my dad was born in Dublin, and my mom. Well, we always make the joke about my mom where where she was born. Uh, she was born in Kilkenny. Okay. Um, but we'll always make the joke of who's will winning or who's the better hurling team, Kilkenny or Waterford, oh. um, because uh, my grandmother lives in Waterford, and I've spent quite a bit of time there, and I live there as well, and. If Waterford's doing better than Kilkenny, all my mom's from Waterford that yeah. weekend, you know, that's okay. where. So we have a good laugh about it. But yeah, she was born in Kilkenny, which is uh, close to the south coast of Ireland. So. Oh, very good, man. Very good. Yep. You're also trained for a marathon, man. How's that going? Because you look fit. You look really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's been an experience. Um, it's really been more about challenging myself to improve in every aspect. Um, yeah. You know, every week I try to take on some either new form of habits or, or change some habits or kill some bad habits, um, which has been great, you know, like changing a large part of my diet and mm -hmm. improving and seeing where, whether one sort of nutritional plan works versus another nutritional plan, plan works. Um, and you know, you have slip ups and, and whatnot. And, uh, but it, I mean, it's been awesome. It's been a good experience, especially because like I used to be really fit and then I just completely lost fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now it's just like, really going i can do this you know I, i'm forcing myself to do it yeah um the big one is is essentially accepting that you don't have a choice like your life depends on it yeah and i'm just going my life depends on me being fit so i'm going to do it so right on man yeah it's, it's fun oklahoma city memorial marathon yeah 26.2 yeah. miles man. yeah you got this right uh i mean i'd like to think so <laughs> if i can do 13 miles I think I can make the second round of 13. Absolutely. Like, if you just run 13 miles out, guess what? You have to run the 13 miles, miles back. back so yeah. That's what I think, you know? <laughs> you just got to run the rest back. So, I don't know. Oh, I, it's such a terrible way to internalize it because like last, <laughs> last week when I ran 13, right? But I never think of it as running 13. Uh -huh. I ran 6.5 miles in one direction. Yeah. Then I ran 6.5 miles back in the, the direction I came from. So, it was right. like... I only saw it as two 6.5 miles. So I'm looking at the marathon the same way. I just run 13 miles and I run 13 miles. Yeah. And that's it. It's two 13s. Ah, that's easy. Come on. <laughs> I love it. You yeah. talk about habits. What are some of your morning habits now? Um, big ones are uh, I, I listen to some sort of inspirational message mm -hmm. um, in the morning. So it's a, a video or, um, or an Instagram read and quotes and, and whatnot or uh, and that's where I wake up. I know myself well enough. Like when, when I'm in season, when the, the, the team's in season, um, you, you don't get much downtime. Mm -hmm. So like we don't have to be at the office or the office, the, uh, training center till seven, but I'll wake and I live three minutes from the training ground. So like, yeah. but I'll wake up at five. And the reason is to give myself till six where it's like quietness. Um, it's, it's, it's the one hour where it's just like everything's relaxing. I don't have to worry about anything. Nobody's nobody's uh, calling me or texting me or whatever. And so I almost do like mind numbing activities at that time where I like scroll through Twitter or yeah. scroll through Instagram or mm -hmm. um, at that sort. And then once, once six o'clock kind of comes around is when I start listening to like some sort of inspirational messages. 
from speakers, motivational speakers, that sort. So it really helps get the uh, environment and the atmosphere of the day and the vibrations going well. So yeah. uh, come seven o'clock, you know, I'm, I'm going to be as ready as I can be on that day, you know, yeah. uh, and some days you feel terrible and you're tired and you don't want to uh, interact with people and, and whatnot, but you just, you just got to get the right mindset and it's easy when you when you're around good people then at 7 a.m too yeah if you're around miserable people guess what you're going to be miserable but when you're around great people you're just like i get to go hang out with my friends today people pay us to do it that's true that's very true what if you have a couple of guys that come in and they have this ah i gotta be at training today man this attitude you know how do you help them through that um thankfully i don't see that on anybody okay um Obviously, people go through different periods in their lives and, yeah. you know, some people could be going through tough situations and maybe there's that mentality of they, they come in and they're just like they're tired and they played a match and, uh, you know, maybe they didn't sleep well or whatnot. But like I said, I can kind of read the players and I can kind of read who's, who wants to interact on that day and yeah. who doesn't. And yeah. like I'll let people warm up and, and maybe through conversation they'll start to uh, – liven up a tiny bit if you if you will but yeah i know who the morning people are in the team and who aren't the morning people and whatnot but <laughs> in fairness like i think most of the guys like this year it's just i don't know they're all great like yeah we all hang out and we blast music and um just make fun of each other so it's fun yeah i see a lot of the players actually from the club being pretty active on social media yeah you know doing a lot of different things and talking to just anyone and just random people, random yeah. people like myself, you know? Yeah. Well, you're not random. <laughs> you know, most of us at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. They're yeah. great. I mean, the guys are, I think the guys are, are great at their interaction. You have to be at this point. Mm-hmm. You're, we, we, a lot of the time look at them as soccer players, yeah. um, professional soccer athletes and or professional soccer players who are professional athletes and, and whatnot, but they're just the most normal people. And they right. like, I actually, forget and like sometimes refuse to believe they're professional soccer players or, or athletes there's days where i'm an absolute fanboy don't get me wrong yeah um but most of the time it's like i know that they're just normal people and they do normal things and they have yeah. they make normal mistakes and and whatnot i think the hardest part about my job is like trying to be the hype man sometimes mm-hmm. with them i'm just like oh just like a normal dude like why, why are you guys so impressed like he picks his nose like the rest of you come on <laughs> you know they're just they're normal people to me so yeah they, they are so they're normal humans just like us they're it's a different type of mindset though a different a different level that yeah i'm on anyways i mean i can't go out there but but you're looking you're looking at um i want to say social aspect yeah. They're held to a higher standard. I and we actually had this last week where um, Steve, we're it was Steve, Danny, Alexi, and myself. Mm-hmm. And we're at, we're having a chat about something, and um, I had brought up, you know, what we were in Missouri last week, and yeah. this is, and we were having breakfast, and I said something like, I was talking to, I mentioned it to Danny and Alexi, and I went, I'm going to be honest, guys, I have no idea how you guys have relationships in your in your jobs, and. Uh, <laughs> They were like, what do you mean? And I was just like, like, I can't do it. Like, I, I, I don't have a relationship with with anybody because, like, I have so much to do with my job. And it, it's almost like I couldn't imagine you have, like, a wife and kids and y- you are traveling every other week. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
you're always on your phone and you're always planning for the next session and you always have a lot on your plate. And then, and then on top of that, you're trying to facilitate a very healthy marriage or relationship or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm, I had just, I made the remark. I was just like, we're not human. Like we're not. Um, so in, in, in the social aspect, I think people in our, in our field are held to a higher standard, but like, we're also like the things we do where we give up sleep and we give up family time and, you know, we move around the country and, and we live in this high stress environment where, you know, one mistake, you could be fired and like, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, it's, it's inhumane. Right. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not, and not in the bad sense. It's just like, that's the standard that you're, you're living to and you choose to live to. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how, you and the staff and the players deal with it. And I really, really like the the organic authenticity of the the group. Yeah. Just as a as a collective whole. I think yeah. you guys are doing an amazing job. So. We appreciate it. And like I know every team will say this, uh going in you know, we have a really great culture and we have a yeah. we, we feel but like I feel it with these guys. Yeah. Like I feel it with the staff. I yeah. feel like there's just amazing things happening within this mm -hmm. club. Um, and it's, it's, it is genuine. It is authentic. It's not made up. There's right. it's guys really wanting to, to make something of themselves and, and make the city proud and, yeah. and make the club proud and make the supporters proud. Like, but you genuinely feel it mm -hmm. with them, which is, it's very unique. Yeah, um, absolutely. So like, I think Steve's done a brilliant job in, in, in creating that. Yeah. Um, That's the perfect word is creating yeah creating that culture yeah right on 100 percent. you create the culture so yeah he's he's done a brilliant job we just follow you know follow it to and hopefully improve it and if he needs us to or, or whatnot but yeah. the guy's accountability and responsibility for 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 upholding the culture if you want to also mm -hmm. call it that um is brilliant so yeah there's the right people there to do it so speaking of culture greatness etc you have are creating this chasing greatness culture talk to me about chasing greatness um i think it, so it it really started as just i don't want to say a catchphrase or a, a life philosophy if you want to call it that mm -hmm. um and it was just like what the things i wanted to do in life it were great things so then I thought to myself, you know, it's like, I'm just I'm here. I'm chasing these great things, chasing greatness. And like, yeah, so they, it started a long time ago. Um, but mentally, I, I knew like that, that was, you know, if I really want to do great things, I got to I got to chase it. I got to chase it. I got to chase it, mm -hmm. which is potentially could be the wrong the wrong mentality, too. When you, you think you're not achieving it, you're just chasing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll never get things that you just chase. Right. Um, but it became like this. This mantra um, of going after great things. So. Essentially, I, I turned it into a brand um, and, you know, we're going to have like a lifestyle, but it's more of that yeah. mantra of, of portraying how you live. Um, and I turned it into this brand because I want it. I know there's other people who live that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's a way to to join this community of people who, who you know, are really trying to to strive for great things. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the people who are hungry and wake up in the morning and, and stay up late and grind it out because they want to achieve these magnificent. So it, it's really just that. Um, and I enjoy it. And it's like, it's something new. It's something away from soccer. It's mm -hmm. something where I know I can connect people 
uh, which is which is something I uh, enjoy and like and inspire people if if that's what it is. And um, so yeah, it just kind of came to me. I, I went, how can I, without sounding like I'm self prophesizing or, mm. or whatever, um, how can I link people yeah. uh, who who adopt this mentality? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it so. I love it, man. Sign me up on that train because I'm going to take it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, for sure, man. What are a couple things that people don't know about Porik? I don't know. I'm pretty vocal about about myself. I, I, are you? I think so. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm a normal person. I just operate at high vibration, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, I enjoy reading. I enjoy like writing. I enjoy listening. I enjoy... Uh, the social aspect of life. I, mm-hmm. There's not. There's not much to me. I don't think. I don't think anyway. Yeah. So, what about what are a couple questions that you wish people would actually ask you, but they don't ever ask? So I've I've really thought about this. Um, one I and and I know like before when we actually had this conversation, I was just like, you know, I, I wish people would just ask, you know, how are you doing? Like, yeah. how are you feeling today? Like, how you know what what's going on in your mind? Almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's probably one, but I also know myself well enough that I wouldn't open up that much yeah. to uh, two people. So it's like they could ask me, and I'd be like, "Yeah, everything's great, everything's going well, right. you know, working hard and achieving this and doing this and, yeah. and whatnot." But the reality is that I have to be really comfortable with someone um, and trust someone uh, well enough to to really kind of open up about that. Mm-hmm. So um, I do if it, if it's a genuine connection with the person, yeah. like I'll open up about that stuff if yeah. it's like a um, you know, a generic based conversation and I'll just, yeah, everything's yeah. great. So, yeah. uh, but I think that's probably it. Like, I can't think of many other things. Like you, you, you want to, again, it goes back to like the almost inhumane part of, you know, trying to go after big things and, and being successful is kind of sheltering your feelings and mm-hmm. sheltering your inner emotions in, mm-hmm. and just cutting them off. Um, or internalizing them and just saying, I, I, I'm not going to listen to my feelings. I'm not going to listen to my emotions. I'm not going to listen to my body tell me I'm tired. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of transforms to all aspects of no different training for the marathon. You just go, I'm not listening. Like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, so that, so if somebody did ask me, how are you doing? Like, I have to, I like, I evaluate who this person is and, and, um, you know what what level of communication I can have with this individual mm-hmm. and then uh that'll almost determine like do I open up the emotions that I actually have and the feelings mm-hmm. I actually have about things but I'd say that's probably it but I would also say like you'd have to be a really a really close person yeah um, that that would get the real answer of that but I'd say that's probably it you know yeah I'm I'm curious when you go and shake someone's hand or you give them a hug bro hug or whatever type of hug yeah do you feel a certain vibe with that person or can you feel a certain energy? Um, yes. Um, but I think most people do. Mm-hmm. I think some people just don't attune to it, but yeah. I can usually tell like, you know, the, somebody walking through the door, if they're going to feel, they're going to feel some like they're how they're feeling. Yeah. Um, but most people I think can, yeah. uh, but I get it. I get a good feeling. Like I know when you're, when you're around some, people long enough you just know straight away you could just see their face and you're going they're not in it today yeah. or or you see them and they're like oh this is gonna be a great chat today i know we're gonna have a good conversation so yeah. i mean 
with people around a ton, I'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pick up on their frequency, if you want to call it that, yeah, pretty quickly. It's true. So, yeah, it's Yeah. I mean, it's it's all, we all have these innate abilities to to pick up on energies of people and, yeah. you know, with with uh, with most of the guys I can. Yeah. Um, but it all depends, again, if I want to listen to uh, other people that maybe not a part of the team and just random people where, you know, I'll, I'll have a sense of where they're probably at. But yeah. I think most people are on the same wavelength if you want to talk about, if you want to think about it. But um, everybody's going through struggles. Everybody has happiness. Everybody has sadness. So you have to you can figure out which one they're they're giving off on that day mm-hmm. um based on interactions based on watching their movements or actions or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. i mean most of the time you can you can also like if i want like liven that person up yeah because of the handshake or the touch or the hug or whatever you can also like give them some of your energy so yeah um so it all depends on what you need out of them or or whatnot or yeah. if you can help them achieve what they need to achieve so I like it, man. So energy, OKC energy, FC aside, your work aside, how do you you contribute to society? Um, I think a lot of it is through like the messaging I put online and and social media. And that's Mm -hmm. that because, because I, again, I'm, I'm working a lot. So it's like my interaction is like the positive energy that I'm putting out to people, I think. Right. Um, whether that's the Chase Greatness brand or well, whether that's, um, you know, sending out tweets or, or whatnot. I think mm-hmm. my contribution, it, like one of the positive affirmations, if you want to, if you want to call that, for, for this year, um, you know, one of my big things that I want to do is I want to inspire uh, and provide knowledge to anybody who seeks it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of where that goes. I, I want to through my actions and through my work inspire people to 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 recognize that if they put in the same work and they put in the, those actions they can achieve the things that they want to achieve yeah. so i think that is my contribution of of uh to society to be mm-hmm. honest but it's through my work so yeah. it's not really anything outside of it. like my work is the majority of my life so i just use that as a platform to hopefully inspire people yeah, no, I, I like that. And I can feel the positive energy actually every time we meet or we talk, even through a text message, you can you can tell because I've had the personal interactions with you face to face and it does. It helps a lot. You talked about frequencies. I agree. Your your tone, your body language is a frequency. Yeah. And what you're giving off is what I'm taking in. So I was like, dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's why I, awesome. I love sitting down with you because it always, you always bring the best out of me because I know it's, it's got to be a positive interaction, you yeah. know? Um, I leave the negative stuff at home by myself. So yeah, yeah there's no need to keep sharing it with the world. I mean, you, you rationalize it, analyze it and how can you move forward exactly. without bringing others down? Yeah. Right. It's too easy to bring others down if you wanted to. Yeah. And everybody has negative energy oh, yeah. they, and negative thoughts and negative feelings. Absolutely. And, but that's, and again, it goes back to the, almost the, inhumane thing of you just don't bring them out there are times there are certain people where like i will bring it out too um because i trust them and i know that they'll actually they'll reverse it for me you know they'll um like danny stone who's the assistant coach for the energy Mm -hmm. um me and him have have great conversations uh you know i'll go over to his for a cup of tea and whatever and i might vent about a lot of things um but i know it's almost that springboard to just he's someone I can open up to, mm-hmm. um, and and leave the negative ener- the negativity out, yeah. because he's not going to take the negative ne- negativity on board. He's going to 
help me through whatever process that's making me feel negative. Yeah. Um, but I mean, everybody, everybody has a negative side to them and, and yeah. negative thoughts. You have to determine whether you're going to emotionalize them or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need somebody. I tried my best to leave that at home, but sometimes you, you live in your own head and try not to let it out. <laughs> I feel like you should be the team therapist too, man. Because I'm just here and listen, taking this. I was like, man, dude, you're right on. Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, I think every just conversation is therapy. Yeah. So that's true. That's yeah. true. I, I'm the same way, man. There's times I have negative thoughts. I'm like, oh my gosh. But then my wife, well, she's a springboard. She listens to me and then she reverses it. And yeah. So yeah, man. You need you need people in order to do this thing. So like my parents, like. I can, my parents, I can vent to about certain things, yeah. but not everything, right? Because they wouldn't understand. There, right. there, there's things they don't understand about my job or there's <laughs> things true. that they don't understand about my life or my personal life or whatever. Um, they can only give me their thoughts of maybe, right? And then there's other people where who do know a lot about my job and do know a lot about the stress in my job that um, that can help me through it. So there's like, I have those people where if I need them, mm-hmm. um, they're great people to to go to. Yeah, uh, and they help me out a lot. So yeah, um, Steve is another great one as well that I can go to if I'm, you know, not feeling something is right or um, or someone who he 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 also like positively affirms me a lot with a mm-hmm. lot of things. Um, you know, if I need help or or I'm saying, you know, I really think this is this should be done this way, and he'll be like, you're right, go do it. You know, mm-hmm. so you get that positive affirmation then from him. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I have the I have the right people in the right places. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. And speaking of Coach Cook, he, he actually texts me every once in a while or he'll return my text personal text messages to him. I think it's awesome. He actually called me on the phone last week. I oh, think, nice. I think he was on the way home from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Did he call you about he, – he said he wanted to thank yeah. you for the, yeah. the, Chris, or yeah. the New Year card. Chinese yeah. New Year card. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the heck, man? You know what? The, the amazing thing is he kept it in his pocket from the day you gave it. I can't remember. Was it a Monday? I think yeah. Yeah. Um, from th- that Monday, he kept it in his pocket <laughs> to remind himself to call you. That's so, awesome. I mean, it was brilliant. And then I actually saw it. He had it. He had it the other day, and I was like, I wonder if he's called him yet. So, <laughs> well, he has. Yeah. So because coach, because thank yeah, you. he 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 obviously wanted to. It was important to him. So yeah, yeah. And I know he was thankful for it. So That's we great, all the guys man. were. So That's great. In your life, I am certain from our conversations you've been through setbacks and and moments that have defined you or you've defined them would you mind if you're willing to share with our listeners maybe some setbacks or moments that you had to go through in your life and how did you conquer them or who helped you along the way yeah um absolutely so like probably one of the the big ones that was that's changed my the course of my life i'll say uh in a very good way um was when I was a senior in high school, right? So um, I was going through a, a difficult patch with soccer, and you know I wasn't I wasn't playing uh, as much, and I wasn't starting on the high school team and whatnot. Um, and my mom gave me the book uh, The Secret, uh, based on the Law of Attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I read that book, and and it was all about manifestation of of your imagination, essentially, um, which I didn't really. I was just I thought it was a really good book. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is like really cool. Like, I don't know if I believe this, but you know what, whatever, I'll give it a try. Right. So then, um, and I still remember, so that what I, what the author had said, um, was think of something that you want to happen today. Right. And, and like really imagine yourself doing it 
and emotionalize it and the feeling that you'll have when you do it and, or, or get it or receive it or whatever it is, uh, something that you can get on that day, right? So I had said um, that day we were playing, we were playing against Freedom High School and I'll never forget it. And I said, like, I know I'm not starting today. However, when I come on, I want to score. Like, and I really, I mentally thought of myself scoring and celebrating because I love celebrating goals, yeah. right? Um, so I really like emotionalized it. And my second touch, I scored. Nice. Um, and it was brilliant. And like, and Freedom were, were uh, one of the, the top teams in the state, right? It, it, I mean, it's high school soccer, but um, the emotionalization of it and then recognizing that, uh, that it worked mm-hmm. set my life forward once i realized that um you really can achieve the things that you want to achieve if you really put your mind and, and soul and heart into it mm-hmm. um you know it, it can bring out great things and so that was like a big moment now did i always use that no because y- you forget about it right and, yeah um you know when i went to college then um it was my i think it was my junior year um it, yeah it was my junior year no maybe it was, yeah junior year whatever um, you know, I, I was playing and, uh, I would start some games and not play some games and, and I, I thought it was good enough, but, you know, looking back, I probably wasn't, but, uh, you know, I worked really hard and, and whatnot to try and improve myself every day. And I knew I put more work in than anybody. Um, but we were playing, it was a homecoming game and, you know, uh, we weren't playing a very good team. I subbed on and I remember I took a corner kick, ball got cleared out. The other team went down and scored. And uh, I got subbed off. So I was on the field, I think, like two minutes. Yeah, you went on, took the corner kick. and Yeah, I, I swear it felt about 30 seconds. Um, and so we, we got scored on anyway, and I got subbed off. And I, I just like went, I just started questioning everything. I was just going, what is going on here? Like, I, I, was, I was upset about it, obviously. Um, and, you know, at that point, uh, you're 20 and you have a, a dream of playing professional soccer. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're recognizing that it's not working, you know, and, and it's not as if I was playing at some big division one university. Uh, I was playing in division three school and we were very good. Um, but I remember I, I, I go into the dressing room, or whatever. And I, I literally stood in the shower for about an hour and a half. And like, uh, it was a tough one. Um, but it was, it was the thing I needed. Right. So then it, I, and I remember thinking to myself, the first thoughts initially, I'm done. I'm quitting. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Why am I putting myself through this much stress and pressure and pain and whatnot? Um, but I, I also forgot about the law of attraction and, and and forgot about you know you're manifesting your own dream. So if you're thinking somebody's going to be negative towards you about uh, the situation and somebody's not going to, um, I don't don't want to say give, but somebody's mm-hmm. not going to grant you the opportunity to do it. Guess what? It's not going to happen. You're, you're only manifesting yourself. If you feel negative towards the situation, the situation is going to feel negative towards you. You'll look positive to it. It'll be positive to you. So I essentially like by the hour and a half or whatever, I just went, you know what? I'm going to do this. And like, and, and I needed it, but it was a big moment again because then as the season progressed, we went into the NCAA tournament. I wound up playing in the second, in the second round of the NCAA tournament and I did really well and I played really well. And from that moment forward, I knew like, I just got to put in more work and more work and more work and I'm going to get what I want um, going into the next season. And I I was like one of the top players on the team and, um, and, and did well and had opportunities to kind of progress through the, throughout. Um, 
you know, I wound up getting my master's degree and and trialing, and I wound up on preseason with a professional team. Very nice. Uh, beyond that, so it was like it was probably those two big moments mm-hmm. um, really shaped, you know, what I've become. And th- and then like, you know, before this job, I was living in Arizona and I didn't really have a job, and uh, I was paying my friend two hundred bucks a month to to essentially live with him and his fiance. Yeah, and. Um, I wound up having to rehome my dog that I had, and like that would be- became this like emotional roller coaster where I thought like nothing's panned out, right? So um, I thought I was going to get a a U twenty three position mm-hmm. um, within the PDL as a head coach, and I felt very confident about it, and didn't work out. So then, like my life just started kind of spiraling a tiny bit, and um, what I thought was essentially rock bottom in the in the grand scheme of things it w- was was just the the rock to then progress me forward because mm-hmm. um that six to eight weeks where i didn't know what i was going to do with my life yeah um again because I didn't get the head coaching job i wanted i was applying to a ton of college jobs couldn't get any of them um you know and i was really passionate about coaching i'm going this should be a lot easier like if if this is what i'm really meant to do like i should be doing it yeah um but nothing seemed to open and then um I wound up getting the job with the energy mm-hmm. uh, through a connection, actually, who was a head coach before um, with the Albuquerque Soul. So I was his assistant, and like uh, he knew Danny Stone and Steve Cook, and and they wound up connecting over this job mm-hmm. um, that I have now. And uh, essentially, then a couple weeks later, I, I was here, mm-hmm. um, and I'd moved here, and I was just like. But the pain of not having a job, I like I did door to door cell phone sales for two days yeah. and I couldn't take it. I applied for a finance, finance internship. I was like, maybe I need to change fields, um, a finance internship. And I have a master's degree and I didn't get it. And I was just like, what is going on here? Um, yeah. And I wound up coming here. And then the reason I'm so passionate about what I've done and what I do is because I know what it's like to not do it as well. Yeah. And that's a tough place to be in. Yeah. Um, and I could have, I, again, I could have sat back and I could have been comfortable and I was in Pennsylvania before Arizona and, you know, I had a, a job working with New York Red Bulls and their, um, their uh, community academy, essentially, if you want to call it that. Um, and, you know, it was fun and, and I could have said, I could have stayed there. But the thing is, I wasn't like ultimately passionate about that side of coaching. Like I mm. really like the college age kids. I really like professional players. Yeah. Um, so it was, again, it goes back to like, am I really, am I going to settle for this and maybe hope somewhere down the line, I read the right connection or am I going to, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Not because it's bad, but because it's not what I really want to do. Uh, am I going to try and take a risk somewhere else? Which is what I ultimately decided to do. So. Wow. Yeah. Did you know coach cook or coach stone prior to the energy? Uh, no, I knew, of Steve, yeah. um, obviously, but when he got the interim job with uh, Colorado Rapids, yeah. um, Matt Gordon, who was the head coach of the Albuquerque Soul, uh, who, again, helped me connect here, um, he had mentioned him. He was like, oh, did you see uh, Pablo Mesher? And he was the, the head coach before, and he wound up getting fired, and, yeah. and Steve got the job. So then I think Matt like retweeted one of Steve's tweets. So then I started following Steve on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, because of that now I didn't yeah. know Danny um, so I, I, I was already following Steve on Twitter um, and obviously I was I followed the MLS at the mm-hmm. time so yeah 
I kind of just got comfortable with uh, with it, and then that's that's how I knew. That's how I knew of Steve. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, obviously, started working with him, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Just like I followed this guy. Like, he's <laughs> and how cool. he coached in the MLS. Yeah. Now I'm working for him. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's my boss. He just yells at me. <laughs> he just yells. At me. He just yells at me all the time. <laughs> No, I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he yells at you all the time. Yeah. Were you, so you're in Arizona when you got the phone call from, was it Coach Cook? Yeah. What was going through your mind when you received the call from this dude, this coach? Well, I, so I knew it was going to happen. Well, I kind of did because, so when Matt Gordon reached out to me, he was like, um, you know, Steve Cook and Danny Stone reach out asking about uh, someone who would be a team admin. Would you be interested in that position? Said yeah. He's like good because uh, I told him that you might be. Yeah. Can you send me your resume and I'll forward it on to him? I said absolutely. Sent him the resume. So I want to. I want to. He and and Matt had said you know he might call you. Um, and then when the uh, phone call came through and like I was literally like on edge like sitting next to my phone for about two days. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't doing anything, so it was almost like I I I, I needed this. Um, Love it. So the phone call came and then it's like hi is this uh I think is this Park. Dre, Patty, um, <laughs> this is Steve Cook, Oklahoma City Energy. I went, hi, Steve, how are you? Like, I think I was driving at the time, too. Um, and he was just like, brilliant, pal. How's everything? Good, good, good. He was like, look, listen, I have this position here. I heard you might be interested. Um, you know, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what you'd have to do. Here's blah, 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 blah. And I went, yep, absolutely. I had no job. But like, it was, it was, I was taking anything at that point. Yeah. And, and it was an opportunity at professional soccer, which is, uh, what I wanted, and I, and I said to him, I was like, "Look, will I be around the team? Will I be around training? Will I be around matches? Yes, you you can have all access to all of that. You can watch training." I said, "Brilliant, I'm in." And he goes, "All right, well, you know how 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 long? What's your job situation? You know how long would it take you to get here?" And I said, "Well, it'll take me about two days to drive, so I can be there. Like, I want to say like, <laughs> I can be there Sunday if you really need." <laughs> oh, and he was like, "Well, you have to interview for the job and like and whatnot." So, uh, and uh, so I wound up wound up being like a week or whatever, and then. Yeah. The second week, I was I was on my way. Yeah, I was just like packed the car, which wasn't much. It was literally like the laundry in the back seat and like on my way because I didn't own anything. I had my laptop. Oh um, man. Yeah, so I didn't really. That's phenomenal. Didn't have much, so I was on the way. Speaking of Padraig, that's how I when I first saw him. I was like, I wonder, you know, it's, that's probably how I would say it. Yeah. Until I met you, and I was like, Hey, how do I say your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's Porik. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I'm named after my uncle. His name okay. is Pork too, so I'm gonna yeah. imagine that's probably why. Yeah. I never really ask. I don't ask my parents like many things about like growing up. Like, uh, I don't even know how my parents met. Like, I don't know how long they've been together. I don't know how long they've been married. Like, I couldn't. I can't even tell you how old they are. Um, <laughs> but I don't care. Like, that's like that's their history. Like, whatever. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just like they're my parents. Like, why? Why do I need to know all that? Yeah. You know. I'm interested in this. Uh, go through your interview process here who did you interview with and how are the personalities um so i guess the initial one would have been with steve on the phone because right. steve would have known right away if i was right or not True. right candidate or person um and ultimately uh, i'd be the one he'd be dealing with me mm -hmm. uh a ton so obviously that would i would say the first interview and then after that we had the president who's jeff jeff ewing and uh him and mindy and mj um mindy's the vp and uh mj uh, was a human resources director. I don't know. I think she's kind of phased out re to retirement. Mm -hmm. um, I still see her around sometimes, but yeah. Um, 
So it was like, it was them pretty much around the table and it was a Skype interview. So that's what it was. Skype interview. Yeah. So video too? Yeah, video. Um, so I wore my suit. I was going to ask you, did you wear, what did you wear? For I wore a interview? suit. There was a table, no pants, just, just the suit top. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I fully wore the suit in case I had to stand up at some point. <laughs> but I have heard things like, I have jokingly like seen things like that. Do you ever see the ones where they're like people are on TV? Yes. And and they just have the suit and they're wearing like boxers. Yeah. And that's it. And people yeah. are like, oh my God, they're dressed really well. And they have nothing from the waist down. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing it, but I didn't. <laughs> How's working with uh, Coach Danny Stone? Brilliant. Love yeah. him. Yeah. He's a great dude. He's very hardworking. He's very dedicated. He's a very balanced person. Mm -hmm. uh, you never see him get too high or too low or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, my favorite things about Danny is like being away from soccer and like just chatting and like yeah. talking about life and music. He loves music and like uh, we've gone to a concert with his uh, him and his new fiance and, mm -hmm. um, and we we're going to another one. And we hang out. We just like chat. We chat about life. We chat about soccer. We chat about uh, growing up. So yeah, you know, he uh, he teaches me a lot. So I love the dude. Speaking of life, what do you enjoy about life? Being alive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what what's better than that? I love like, it, man. You get to you get to experience the things you want to experience. You know, I enjoy going to coffee shops. I enjoy eating food. I enjoy mm -hmm. uh, good weather. Um, I enjoy traveling. So I mean, it's just I don't know. Just enjoy all of it. Yeah, you know, this makes a lot of sense to me, man. When you talk about visualization and emotionalization, that book your mom gave you. So you scored in your second touch in high school. Yeah. You went from taking a corner kick to, or subbing on, taking a corner kick, getting scored on within less than a minute and a half. You're getting subbed off. Yeah. Standing in shower for an hour and a half. And then you decided, I got to grind. I got to get through this. And I got to push myself. And in college, you don't play. Just like in, so you don't play, you don't have competitive matches 12 months out of the year. There's yeah. only certain months. So your grind in your off season, your downtime. You worked out on your own? I yeah, assume. a ton. Um, yeah. I was very, very dedicated and committed to getting better. I was um, in in college from my freshman year on. I was training with uh, a local club. Uh, so once the offseason happened, I was training with Leah Valley United and uh, from their under-14s all the mm -hmm. way through their under-18s. And, um, you know, so I trained an hour and a half, two hours with them. Um, that was mainly my freshman year. And then going into, like, the spring, spring part of my freshman year, like, uh, the executive director of the club, uh, he had uh, morning training sessions mm -hmm. uh, for, I think it was like U12s through U16s or whatever it was, um, or U14s. You come in at 5, I think it was 5.45 in the morning, whatever, and I was showing up to him. Um, me as a college kid and these like under 12s and they were doing these footwork patterns and core, and like I couldn't do them. I was just like, what are these kids learning? Because I didn't grow up with an academy. Like right. I, I played right. rec, I played like club. I play, I, I wasn't like, this massive club soccer person that it is now. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, my parents did the best they could to get me to the places that they needed to get me, and mm -hmm. that's all that mattered. But these these kids were so clean technically and 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 stuff. So I uh, I essentially was training with them in the morning and then training with the teams in the evening, and then um, you know through my my junior year, um, I would like come the springtime, you know, you'd be up like early and. Uh, get to the gym around seven and you know if it was depending on the day and what the class schedule was and stuff like I could be training for like two hours or three hours or whatever um, and then uh, we obviously have the spring training but 
like I played it for uh, an NPSL club. We'd have our college training, let's say, four to six or four to five thirty, whatever, or three to four thirty, and then I would hop in a car and drive an hour north to then go train with this NPSL team. Um, wow. So I would do that, and I was doing that, you know, three four times a week, and um, which I really enjoyed, and like it was just the grind of getting better, um, and I was putting as many hours onto the field as possible, and then uh, after my senior year. And and when I was I was flying through my senior year, I was like I was scoring goals, I was assisting, I was an all conference player and and whatnot. And um, I, you know, my routine was get up at four o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. my dad was working night, so he was getting home at that time. And then you yeah. know we'd have breakfast, and um, and then uh, I'd go to the gym. Again, depending on the day, I might get like a, a Tuesday Thursday. Uh, I wouldn't have class until let's say eight thirty or nine or whatever it was or ten. Um, I would then I'd be like smashing a ball against the wall for like an yeah. hour and a half and getting yeah. many touches and uh, doing speed work and agility work and then um, I was then I would have class and then after class I would go train and uh, play two v twos and whatnot and then in the evening I'd go train with a team like a youth team or I'd go play indoor or I'd grab friends and we play like. I was, I mean, I was a machine with it because I was just so passionate about it. Everything yeah. was dedicated to it. Um, so it was, I mean, it was great. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like it was work. So yeah. I was putting in like four sessions a day, but the strides I made in a very short amount of time were brilliant yeah. because of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. Then you get educated. You got this master's program or a master's degree, and then you couldn't find a job. You even went to try to be a financial intern. Couldn't even land that laying on a couch in Arizona, paying your friend $200 a month to stay there looking for something. And then you get the phone call. Yeah. And now I have the privilege to sit across the table from you, man. If it weren't for Steve Cook, I mean, like we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's absolutely right. So maybe we should get Coach Cook on the podcast. I think so too. He'd be brilliant for it. He's a great talker too. So like, and he has great stories. We did a podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we had a brilliant time and he's just like, he's just full of knowledge and inspiration mm-hmm. and like energy. And that's true. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just a brilliant human being. That's I true. don't care about Steve, the, the soccer coach. Yeah. He, he can be Steve, the soccer coach yeah. in his own time. I care about him as yeah. a person. Like he's brilliant. Absolutely. So. I could tell the energy literally in a sense, no pun intended from just sitting across the table from him, sharing a coffee yeah. and tea with him. is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's like, there is very few places that have, uh, the people working for it like we do with this team mm-hmm. it's unbelievable yeah i've never experienced anything like it like we are all operating at such a high level i get i'm going to imagine most professional soccer uh teams and, and coaching staffs do operate that way but again it goes back to the inhumane ways in order to get that position yeah uh that you kind of have you're you're naturally op- like you're not you're not going to find lazy people i think coaching soccer i would think right but i don't know right yeah. So what's a path forward for you? Maybe are you looking to be a general manager, technical director, coach? It sounds like you'd be amazing at all three. What's your path <laughs> forward though? Um, to be honest, I want to experience all of them yeah. um, because I, I want to know what it feels like to be in every single position and every single role. And like, uh, I want to be, I can tell you where, where, where eventually I do want to, um, end up position wise um i want to be the a sporting director yeah um which kind of oversees the academy and the first team and okay. whatnot and and the reason i want to is because i want to be able to like lay a foundation for an entire club to go forward and like and see how the academy system works into the first team and yeah. and have a, a common identity um 
what what's really in the fabric of the team and the DNA of the team go from under eights all the way through and through the coaching staff yeah. and through the, the the staff itself and um, so I, I I want to be a sporting director as a position wise um, and not only that I want to be the best sporting director I want to be like known for it just be like this guy he's just done unbelievable things he's uh, he's built a culture and a philosophy and he's built mm. a, a club and a fan base and he connects with everybody and and um and a great coaching staff and uh he promotes the right people and like just to have that big vision of a Man. successful like you look at barcelona and there's obviously issues in barcelona as a football club but at yeah. the end of the day you go they've consistently done things really well yeah. you look at ix ix whether they were winning the champions league or not they've consistently over decades have been producing some of the top players absolutely and put right. a competitive team together so yeah. it's like why like why can't i do that too yeah. why can't i be a part of that obviously it wouldn't just be me right you need the right owners and you yeah. need the right people and you need the right coaching staff and you need the right foundation you need the right facilities all that that's part of it um but positionally i'd love to be a sporting director um i like i like the bigger vision mm-hmm. um but again also having an impact on everybody everybody within the club and from youth kids all the way through love it man as a coach uh that'd be great to experience because like the day-to-day grind of on the field i love being on the field um i love there's like there's something about just weird things of soccer like if you think about the game itself it's really dumb it's it's 22 people running around (laughs) there's one ball and like and you have all these great ideas of like people moving and shifting and like this is how you beat them and like oh you're just going this is the dumbest thing and i love it um so there's like there's that and like how to, I don't know. It's just, it really is dumb when you actually put, put to sense what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really enjoyable. So I want, I want to experience that, but I also want to like have the success in that. And, um, you know, there, there's certain things of, uh, you know, being a part of a coaching staff is like the, the highs of winning and mm-hmm. success because you, you know, you're a part of it. Um, and then, there's obviously like the GM side of it where you're like, there's a lot more, let's say player negotiations and contracts yeah. and, and, and the coach coming to you and go like, we need this player. Can you like figure out a way to get him here? And then you, you execute on it. Yeah. And, and like, there's the buzz of it. Right. So in my role, I get the buzz from like the weird things, like mm-hmm. getting everybody to the airport on the exact schedule that I put together yeah. and like, and everybody's <laughs> gone through security and we got on the plane <laughs> We get to the destination and I'm like, sitting there, yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, I get when your goal celebration. Yo, you have no idea. It's like, I get so amped up when things operationally run smooth. Yeah. Um, I get a buzz from it. It's like, right. because that's the moment where everything, like all your work is, is being done. Yeah. So all the lack of sleep and, and text messages and emails and, and whatnot, you could, it again i'm the man you know that's your moment that's your moment that you feel like good so yeah you have to you have to find something that like they that if you're in a job and you don't get that feeling quit the job yeah don't do it yeah it's so true dude you have to have that feeling at some point like there's you have to there has to be an end to everything yeah right so like an end point where you're either measured on success or failure yeah um so if we don't we get to a hotel and they don't have the rooming list and uh, and there's no food or something. Yeah. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Right. But like, that would be terrible. Yeah. And like, there's that's like a losing. 
Yeah. You know, but when you when you really like when everything everything is right, yeah. nothing will always be right. But when you just get the feeling like oh, I did it. You know, that, that, that's man. a great feeling. That's so, so I find awesome. That my job. I I've, I've experienced that feeling at work. So I'm in an engineering side and I'm building this analytical model and I get my formulas right. And it's a huge victory for me, man. So I'll get in my office and I'll go high five my uh, colleague right down the road from me, two yeah. doors down. I was like, hey, Jeremy, we did it, man. He's like, what did we do? I was like, this QC, it's starting to work. Everything's tying. Yeah. And him just kind of looking at me. So I was like, come on, man. You're weird. Let's- Why would you do that? Why would you be happy that you had success? <laughs> But that's the thing is like, there has to be that. Why would yeah. you do a job? So you have to like, whatever the job is, you have to figure out what 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 that moment's going yeah. to be, what the the buzz is going to be for you. Yeah. Um, that's it, that goes back to the experiences of like, yeah, I'd love to be a GM, I'd love to be a coach I, mm-hmm. because there's there's a different buzz to it, but it's yeah. all around, around soccer. If you ask me to be the marketing person of the club, like I can never be the marketing person because like, there's no buzz for it. There's yeah. no like, I like the field, like, I get life from the field mm-hmm. because it's given it's given me so much. It's given me opportunities to travel around the country, the world, like everything. Like yeah. that's and it, it's a dumb game played by twenty two and shorts, like twenty two men in shorts running around, grown men, and I love it. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. How does a uh, pork want to be remembered? Um, definitely just someone who's inspiring to other people. Um you know, passes on knowledge or, or, you know, what, what have you, what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, just be somebody who's there to kind of help with what you need. Yeah. Um, whether that's listening, me listening to, you just need somebody to vent to and um, I'm that person or you need some advice and I can be that person and someone who genuinely cares and somebody who's just like has an unbelievable work ethic and you can sit back and go, this dude like has it. Like, yeah. I get such good feelings from him. And like, I know that person, if I ever needed that person, he's there for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where I like to be remembered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's like just it. inspiring to other people. Yeah. So I'll remember you like that. Well, I appreciate that's it. For certain, man, you t- you've taken time out of your day from the first uh, time we had coffee till current. And I will willing to bet that you do it as far as, as as long as i'm alive so yeah, i hope so i definitely appreciate you man yeah how do people get in touch with you um obviously i'm pretty active on instagram and and twitter yeah what's um, your handle on instagram i have no idea i think it's pad the lad yeah it's pad pad the lad yeah i think so um at pad the lad yeah, yeah. and then twitter is my name yeah Porik farrell but there's three l's at the end yo so it's at and then you have to spell your name at P A D R A I C, Farrell F A R R E L L, L. Yeah, I put three levels because my like name wasn't on it. Yeah, it wasn't available or whatever. So, yeah, on Instagram, Pad the Lad, um, which is my nickname, Pad the Lad. Yeah. So Patty, Patty, Pad the Lad, <laughs> Pad the Lad. I yeah. like it. <laughs> well, we'll be rooting you on this whole entire season, chasing greatness for sure. You as a person. Man, we believe in you, brother. I appreciate it. So, yeah. thanks for your time. For you. <laughs> All right. I'd like to acknowledge my beautiful wife, Margie, for her amazing work on this podcast. And to the guests that's taken their time and showed courage to come onto this podcast to share their story with you. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. 
I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at defmomentspod. That's at D-E-F moments pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.